0: Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast Podcast. with Tony Maradero.
1: 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston four, Montreal three. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into the air back to Oh!
0: The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast.
1: There is a
0: Sports entertainment like no other.
2: Rejoins. on the fait perdre you found
1: une dogs! John, you Et c'est lose. la
0: Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick.
1: Marinaro on this Monday, December 18. It is 10.20 p.m. It is later than usual. Why? Because the game that started between the Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets, a 7.30 p.m. start, ended a little bit later than usual, of course, and get used to it because with the Canadians on a seven-game road trip, And we're going to show you the schedule in just a couple of minutes. There are some games that start later than usual, which means that the sick podcast will start a little bit later than usual. Last year, we would start at 10 PM, even if there was a game that wasn't over yet. But I find, you know what? Everyone wants to watch the end of the game. They're not going to do two things at once and watch the game and watch the sick podcast at the same time. And plus, I want their undivided attention, so that's exactly what I'm getting tonight. Because the game is over, and your Montreal Canadiens, by the way, were victorious. So for those doubting, they're going up against the Winnipeg and the Jets have done this and the Jets have done that and this and that. Beep, beep, papa, beep, beep, pa. I heard my buddy George Larac earlier today on BPM Sports actually. With his op and master control, Ben Roger, who predicted the Canadians and George predicted the Jets, George looked at Ben Roger and he said, Ben, my $100 to your 10 If you want to take the Montreal Canadiens and they lose, all you got to give me is 10 bucks. But if Winnipeg loses, I'll give you $100. And Ben took the bet. And then I went on about a minute later, and I said, hold on a second. I think the Canadians are in tough tonight, too, in Winnipeg. But at the same time, Canadians beat the Jets back in the end of October, 4-3. to three. Traditionally, they have Winnipeg's number. Winnipeg's without Kyle Connor. You know what? I'll take that bet. And he said, no, no, I can't give you that bet. I'm giving it to Ben Roger, but I can't give it to you. So he didn't give it to me, unfortunately. It's too bad because I would have been $100 richer tonight. Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Winnipeg Jets. Let's bring up the score sheet if we can before we get to tonight's guest. Reminding you all, of course, that the Sick Podcast brought to you in part by several, several partners and sponsors, beginning with Energy Transportation Group, as well as La Bit TB, as well as Playground, and as well as Accent insurance solutions speaking of playground i want to let you know that we had the meet and greet on saturday night at playground it was a lot of fun i saw some of you there and we introduced the place to you i gave some of you the tour and you know what we showed you the brand new restaurants the etc the drunken dragon you saw the rail you saw the poker room you saw the slot machines you saw the live DJ, you saw the music, you saw the entertainment, you saw the ambiance, you saw the valet, you saw the hotel, you saw the service, you saw everything. I hope you loved it, and I know I loved it, and I have a pretty good feeling that you're all going to go back. So, and a special shout-out to Stefan in Quebec City. The fact that Stefan drove three hours down from Quebec, and as a matter of fact, he got held up. There was an accident... And I believe St. Hyacinth, was it the, I think it was St. Hyacinth, That could be wrong, or, or St. Nostash or something. Uh, but There was an, an accident somewhere along the line. He got held up for another two hours. It was a five-hour drive for him to come down, but I'm happy I had the chance to meet him. I wish I could have spent more time with him. Unfortunately, I was uh, jumping to pretty much go see everyone or as many people as I possibly could. Uh, but Stefan, if you're watching, the fact that you drove like five hours, I'm very touched. Please get a hold of Agnello because I have a little care package prepared for you as a token of my appreciation for you making the trek down because I very much appreciate you. So thank you for doing that. I was really, really touched that you did. Uh, once again, let's bring on the score sheet. Let's bring up the score sheet of can before getting to Philip Boucher. No goals in period number one. Period number two, Josh Anderson, who scored two goals on Saturday night. This is the way it works for goal scorers. Confidence is everything. Anderson scored Saturday night. He was a monster, by the way, with two goals, six shots on goal. And I mentioned to George Larac, you know what? This is an opportunity. Get Anderson out there. Get him out there because you want to make sure that he stays hot. Caulfield scored a goal last game. Let's try and get Anderson a goal. Let's try and get Caulfield a goal. Anderson, mission accomplished. 457 at the period number two. Assist going to Jake Evans and Mike Matheson. Matheson did a great job by keeping the puck inside the blue line. And then Evans was able to get it to him. And then there's a shot. And Anderson's able to pick up the rebound and go right off of him. Uh, Christian Dvorak. A pass from uh, Brendan Gallagher to Josh Anderson. Anderson in the glove. Puts it down. uh, Goes off his stick. It goes straight to Dvorak. Uh, The referees took a look at it. Rick Bonus challenged. And the goal stood, and the Montreal Canadiens went on a power play. They're up 2-0. Villardi with 56 seconds left to go in period number two, in close, he narrows the lead to 2-1. On to period number three they go. And the Winnipeg Jets were able to tie up the game on a goal by Cole Perfetti. If we can bring up the score sheet, period number three scoring. Do we have it? It looks like we don't have it yet. All right, okay. Well, we'll bring it up when we have it. I thought I sent it, but that's okay. It's an opportunity for me to bring in anyway. Listen, I have it here, and uh, just so I get it right, it's um, it's a Cole Perfetti. We have it, I think. There we go, Cole Perfetti, twelve twenty-four into period number three. Uh, he ties the game at two once again in close. Boom, he's able to jam it home, and then Nick Ehlers picks up a penalty in the uh, you know with less than a minute to go. In period number three, he he trips Michael Matheson. The Canadians go on the power play. They're unable to get the winner in regulation, but in overtime, a minute nine in, it goes uh, from Suzuki to Caulfield, Caulfield to Barron. A wrist shot beats Connor Hellebuck, and the Montreal Canadiens beat the Winnipeg Jets by a score of 3-2 to two in overtime. Justin Barron has played versus his brother and the Winnipeg Jets three times, and his record is 3-0. and Without further ado, former NHLer Philippe Boucher. Comment ça va? Bien, toi. Hey, Phil. How you doing, buddy?
3: Really good. Thanks. How about very you?
1: Good. Good. Doing very, very well. It was nice to see you. I was yeah. uh, I was at uh, uh, BPM Spore. They had a little get-together tonight, of course. Yeah, uh, to nice. celebrate the holiday season. So I went there, uh, watched period number one there with the boys. Uh-huh. And then I said, guys, I got to come home to get home in time for period number two watch period number two and period number three at home. Yeah. So it's a, it's a nice night. It's always, I like seeing people, you know, the way. So yeah. I saw a bunch of listeners and viewers at Playground on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I saw them earlier this evening at uh, Le Relais, Boreal mm-hmm. on, uh, on Talon West. And now I get to see you. So I feel like my day and my night is complete, <laughs>
3: my friend. <laughs> then I can help you with that. It's always yeah. fun. Honestly, it's always fun. I I I do your show and I do GC yeah. and I, I walk around. I don't go into hockey rinks as much as I used to, too. But it's nice to see people that love the game and like to hear us. They don't agree with us all the time, but it's very nice that to yeah that to talk to people and everybody's passionate about Montreal and with their ups and downs and all that. So yeah, it, it's so fun to be around here. hear people talk about what the, what do you think about what we have to say.
1: Yeah, before we get to the game, let's start with this. 32 points after 31 yeah. games. If I would have told you that um, yeah. before the season started, I would have said, Phil, listen, here's the deal, okay? Kirby Doc will get hurt mm-hmm. in period number four of the season. Yeah. He'll be out for the season. Uh, David Savard's is going to go down in period no- yeah. in game number five. He'll be out for six weeks. Caden Gooley will miss four games. Raphael Rv penard will miss about 20 games. Jack Guy will miss a couple of games. Newhook's going to be hurt. He's going to miss about 10 weeks. But at the 31-game mark, the Canadians are going to have 32 points. You would have told me what?
3: Uh, not sure what I would have said, uh, to be honest. It, 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 it's a five, basically a 500 team. I think what the, the plan was to have Doc, and we've talked about that for Many times now Doc and Slotkowski probably together. Subkowski's coming together now on a different line. Um, I would have hoped so I would have hoped that Montreal would be a little bit farther ahead right now and then would have more points and challenge for the for, for a playoff spot, but I'm, they're not that far behind. No, They're and, there, and, and they're there. The, I'm not sure I'm answering your question, but my problem is why is this road trip happening every year? It's going to be very tough for them to go 500 in this trip. And tonight was one of the toughest games to, to win, and they won it. And they played well against the Islanders. That was a good team. So maybe they're going to get on the roll, and maybe they're going to get back in the playoff picture, which nobody would have thought early in the year that Montreal could be in the playoff picture. But, you know, with Doc being out, which is, to me, it was a centerpiece of what Montreal was trying to build. And with Savard as the big brother that hasn't played that many games, seeing Barron score tonight, which I, I never really thought early in the year if Montreal was healthy that Barron would have a role and would would find a, a place for himself on this team. He's the goal-scoring guy on the back end. So it, it is positive. It is, it is, it, it's, it's, it's ups and downs because I want to see Montreal do well. I'm not a fan. I have no chips into it, but yeah. I, I'd rather talk about Montreal on a positive note so I guess 32 points at this time of the year with what they've been through and the decision they made with going with three goaltenders and, and a little bit of a controversy there, not keeping anyone happy in the, uh, on that at that position and having to, to test other players in the depth chart, mainly on D. Struble is a good defenseman, right? There, w- Without injuries, do we get to know them? Probably not this year or maybe when, if they do trade, Uh, an older guy at the end of the year. So, so far, so good. I I hope they would have done a little bit better, but so far, so good. And 32 points is not all that bad, especially after the last two wins. Yeah. uh,
1: I'm going to answer your question, by the way. Traditionally, Disney on ice. Yeah. This year, Cirque du Soleil. So the Cirque du Soleil uh, is in Montreal on the 21st of December. Yeah. The twenty second of September, the twenty um, third of September, the twenty fourth of September, the twenty sixth of this of September. Uh, pardon me, I'm I'm saying September, December. December. Yeah. Pardon me, December, pardon, me. December, yeah. pardon me. Let me let me do that again. Let yeah. me do that again. I'm a little bit rattled now. Okay, the twenty first of December, the twenty second of December, the twenty third of December, the twenty fourth of December, the twenty sixth of December, the twenty seventh of December, the twenty eighth, the 29th the 30th and the 31st. So to answer your question, Phil Boucher, why does this road trip have to happen for the Montreal Canadians every year? So they can take the money that Disney or Cirque du Soleil are throwing at
3: them. I guess it's fine. I'm I'm no businessman. I I don't have the money to own an NHL franchise, but if I'm a, Right now, it, it's it's a do or die moment for the team this year. And it's killed it in the past where it's been a very tough road trip. And if I'm, a, um, let's say, a Sidney Crosby of this world or a Wayne Gretzky that I've been on, I've played with them, or I played with Modano and a bunch of guys on teams that were trying to contend, I would go to my ownership group and to the GM or to the president. Do we really have to do this? Do we really have to go without seeing our families for Christmas and New Year's? on a year that we're trying to win it all. So it, to me, I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I've – and, I've, you know, we do GC together. I've brought yeah. that up every year since I've been doing GC, and I bring it up with you. It bugs me a little bit. But, hey, you know what? A lot of teams like having road trips early in the year to get together. Hey, maybe Montreal comes together at this time of the year with a young team on the road because they, they did play well tonight. Yeah. You know, it's, Winnipeg it's... is a very good hockey club. The Yanders, yes, they played the night before. But it's a very good hockey team. Maybe they're coming together in in a special time of the year because it, it, it is. Although they're not home, it's it's a fun time of the year. Uh, uh, you know, maybe your parents can meet you on the road. You still go. They, they still have a, a a decent break at Christmas where they're all going to come back and be with family. Uh, maybe it, it maybe it's a turning point for them this year. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, we talked about the playoffs before, Phil. Uh, The Boston Bruins, of course, are first in the Atlantic Mm -hmm. with 43 points. Toronto uh, is up next at 38. Florida Mm -hmm. also has 38, but they play two games more than Toronto. In the Metropolitan, it's the Rangers with 43 points. The Flyers, surprisingly so, with 37 points. And the Islanders with 36 points. The wild card spot. The Hurricanes have 35. Washington, 34. Detroit, 34. New Jersey, 33, Tampa, 33, Montreal, 32. So add it all up, the Canadians are two points out of a (laughs) wild-card spot, two points out of a wild-card spot, which is where the Capitals are, but the Capitals hold three games in hand on the Canadians. So let's just call it three points out of a wild-card spot, okay? So three points out of a wild-card spot, what a a crucial – Pivotal trip, this is. Let's bring up the schedule for the rest of the month of December if we can. Yeah. All right. Here you have it the win tonight in Winnipeg, game one of the road trip. Um, Game two is going to be on Thursday night in Minnesota. Thursday night in Minnesota is game two. Yeah. And uh, the Minnesota Wild played tonight versus the Penguins and (laughs) lost. Okay. (laughs) So that's gonna be without, a hungry without who in that without Marc Andre Fleury. I, I who, see, I don't get that one. Who <clears> this <throat> th- listen, they dropped the ball on this one. The Minnesota Wild dropped the ball on yeah. this one. Uh, Gustafson's having a really good season. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was talked about, it was written about, and it was, you know, people it was Marc Andre Fleury's last opportunity, quite likely, last
3: opportunity to play a game well, okay. in Pittsburgh. Let me bring you back to tonight's game, yeah. Okay, why was Barron on the ice at the end of the game? He has scored goals this year, right? He's scored a few. Yeah. And who is he playing against, and who's his in the stands? His brother. And and his brother. His brother. family's in the, in the stands. Correct. Power play's not working out. Get Madison out of there, which is you know a penalty, whatever. And then you put who do we put? Hey, why not him? Because sometimes you just. There's a situation that calls for to put the player on the ice or whatever. You play against your brother, blah, blah, blah. You give him yeah. more ice time. I think he played over 20 minutes, tonight, which he, do he you, does once in a while. But what do you do when you go to Pittsburgh but and you, you, you have Mark andre Fleury? Do you think it was that, or do you think
1: it's just Justin Barron usually is the defenseman on the ice in the second wave of the power play?
3: Usually he's there in the second wave of the power play, but he made yeah. a difference. Why did he yeah. make the difference? He's, he has a special motivation. Of course. The water comes right. from the coach. It, it, so... <laughs> What about Mark Andre Fleury maybe going back to Pittsburgh for the last time? Yeah, and and honestly, I, Bill Guerin is a good friend of mine. He's the general manager of the hockey team, and he just yeah. named a new coach. So I'm sure he's going to let them make decision and not get. He's not going to decide who's going to be the starting goalie course, every night. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: But how do you how do you miss that one? And I'm, I'm I guess you don't. Fleury's probably going to play against Montreal because you know the 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 loss yeah. tonight in Pittsburgh. But that that's something that out of respect. Uh, um, Mike Modano who I just mentioned yeah. went to Detroit and then uh, didn't dress him for his thousand game right so that's you, you, there's, there's a few things that you have a hard time to understand why certain coaches do do certain things tonight I think Marc-Andre Fleury would have been a fit uh, and then if Marc-Andre Fleury gets in that against Montreal you should be in that for that next game it's going to be a tougher one I think the easier game, whether it's a back to back, right? Do ado that we say in yeah, French. Yeah, yeah, back to I back. I can't back. get used to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, French, no, no, it's a I, I guess against Chicago, it should be. Although, although, English,
1: although I'll, they're, I'll say they're this:
3: struggling there.
1: I think Madano was a healthy scratch in his 1500th
3: game, not a yeah, thousand. It, I think it he was because
1: 1499, right?
3: You're, you're so right because uh, I was there as a thousand game party and thousand game uh, or thousand point. His agent that later robbed him, right? Is remember that his agent uh, took a little bit uh, a lot of money from him. Uh, I I was at the party for a thousand game and thousand points, so 1500 games. Sorry about that, yeah, yeah. No, no,
1: but that he he finished his career at 1599. And who was that, Mike Mike Babcock? Yeah, yeah, he should have handed Babcock his phone years ago, he would have made him play in that game. Babcock (laughs) would have been happy. All right, okay, let's let's talk about uh, let's let's talk about the game tonight. So the Canadians win this one it's a big one mm-hmm. um you know like i had a feeling that going into this game after the fact that they were up for nothing against the island there's the islanders got back in the game scored three goals the Canadians scored yeah. uh you know the, to seal the deal at five three the i had a feeling that the canadians to give themselves a shot in this game we're going to try and keep it very very tight and rather defensive I also knew yeah. that goals were going to be tough to come by because the Jets have not allowed more than two goals in, in, in quite some time. Uh, but they played, the Canadians played better in their zone. Yes, the Jets yeah. really poured it on in period number three. But for the first two periods, the Canadians played very tight defensive hockey.
3: They, they did good. But, you know, who's in that? Jake Hallen, right? Jake allen has yeah. been searching for a win. I'm sure Jake Jake Allen's a very good teammate. I've heard about him. I've known about him. He was in Drummondville. My son knows him a little bit. And I've only heard good things when he was a pro. So you get Jake Allen, that you, get, you get Anderson that's playing better now. All we do in Montreal is talk about the young players. We're young, and it's, it's a little bit of an excuse. It's a hockey school, whatever do you call it. But those young players, they want to do well for the veteran guys, right? So Josh Anderson played well the other day. Everybody's happy for him. He's, he's feeling better. He's going on the road. He's playing well. Monahan plays well. Who made the difference tonight, right? Dvorak, Anderson. Uh, Madison played pretty well. Savard's back in the lineup; they play better. And everybody wants to win for Jake Allen, so we focus a lot on yeah. the young group and what they had to learn. But those young guys, they also want to follow the older guys. They want to. They want to. Have, um, everybody was happy for Anderson the other night. Everybody's happy for Jake Allen tonight, and that, that was a big part of tonight's win. I think. No, you you look at Jake Allen; he's been through a lot. He doesn't play. He doesn't play as much as he want to. Uh, so I think that's why that the they the were a little bit tighter defensively. Hopefully, the message is to be a little bit tired. Of, you don't have to put on a show on the road. If you want to win hockey games, if you want to be in the playoff picture, they do not have a standing in the locker room that was well-documented last year. Hopefully, yeah. the, the, hopefully, they win enough games this year to bring that in the locker room or maybe not put a centerpiece in the locker room, but to mention, hey, boys, if we win that next road that next one on the road if we win, when we get home if we put a home stretch because after every long trip there's a home stretch so if you yeah. do if you do play 500 here maybe we get home and we put it together and um, um, it, it was a pretty impressive game of, uh, for them tonight and to yeah. me I'm happy to see that maybe being trying to win a one nothing hockey game even though it was it, it was a few more goals to score than that. Uh, it, it's it's a good sign for me that everybody kind of played for one another, yeah. Everybody played a tough yeah. game because Winnipeg is a pretty tough team. Yeah, uh, it's it to me it's 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 a it's a significant win for for the Montreal Canadiens tonight.
1: Yeah, look, I I like Jake Allen tonight, and um, yeah. you know I thought they uh, they um, they they sheltered him pretty well. Like yes, mm-hmm. they, they gave up 32 shots. Granted, yeah. uh, but um, you know I I thought they insulated him pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think he came up big. When Winnipeg was on the power play, yeah. because, of course, one of the big differences in this hockey game mm-hmm. is that the Winnipeg Jets don't score any power play goals in this one. And the Montreal Canadiens end up yeah. scoring on the power play. So I think that's a big difference in the game. I'll tell you who else I like. A couple of players I really like tonight. Number one, um, Brendan Gallagher, again, worked his, like he worked his ass mm-hmm. off. Like he fought for every single inch of ice in tonight's mm-hmm. game. And look, he, he you know, I, a lot of people always look at the contract, but Brendan Gallagher worked really hard tonight. That was a hard working line. That line with, you know, Gallagher and, and Dvorak and, and Anderson, they did well.
3: Yeah, I agree. He, he's been playing. Uh, is he going to put up big numbers? No, he's not. Is he going to get 30, 40 goals again? Let's hope so that he gets back in shape and confidence. And maybe next year he becomes that again. But he's a, he's a factor he has a role in where montreal is going right now because he, he's got a letter on his jersey he got that contract he earned that contract can we can debate about the length of the contract and the money but he was it was given to him because he probably he probably earned it but he, he's i think he took the summer seriously he wished he scored more goals but he's part of the. i think the veteran players are more involved and they, they want to they want to. They're getting where Montreal is going this year. We don't talk about rebuilding as much. We don't know what's being said in the locker room. Like we don't like to talk about playoffs all that much because I think a lot of us don't really believe it. But what's being said in the locker room? What are veteran guys are saying is Monahan in the locker room looking to go somewhere else to win a cup, or is Monahan saying the right things about hey, you know, once we get healthy, we might get into the playoffs. So. I think Gallagher is part of that. Gallagher knows he's not going to go anywhere, right? He's not going to yeah. get traded. He's got the heavy contract. He's done well. A guy that I really like tonight, and I've been bringing him up quite a bit lately. I think, and I I, I included Elonen every time I talked about that because they were they were both on the fort line. But Jake Evans, more more of Elonen, more Evans. Montreal yeah. is a better team. Elonen's got you know he's a bit a little bit of a younger guy. I I love Jake Evans, and if Montreal get. If Montreal is going to go somewhere in two, three, four, five years, I think he needs to be around. He needs to be around in that third and fourth line. He's not really, going to be I a top six so, guy. I, wow! But why not? Is well, he hurting I, the team right now as a number three
1: center? No, definitely not. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm relatively surprised yeah. that Evans' minutes going up probably about four minutes a game. He had 16-30 yeah. tonight, yeah. 62.5% in the faceoff He's circle. He's doing he had everything two, well. He had three like, shots, he had an assist.
3: Play good Jake Evans reminds me of Stu Barnes I played with and I brought you know Stu Barnes was a Fort line center that played 20 minutes a night because he played every kill penalties we haven't seen him on the power play yet or here and there but he's a very smart player I understand the situations I'm sure he's a good teammate I think for for in you know, a Montreal with when Kirby Doc comes back if he ever stays healthy he's going to be a number two center to start or maybe a number three but Jake Evans if you have Suzuki Whoever you have, a number, a strong number one, strong number two. If Jake Evans is your number three center for the next five or six years, you're, you're, you're going to be a good team because he, he can do it all. He can go back on the wing. He can play right wing, left wing, kill up healthy. He's got good stats for a guy that's never been used really on yeah. on any very offensive situations
1: couple of defensemen I liked. We talked about Barron. I thought Barron was good tonight. I mean, yep. here's a guy that a lot of people thought was a defensive liability going into yep. the season. 20 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's got a, a hit in this hockey game. He's got three Man. shots. Of course, he scores what ends up being the game-winning goal. Yep. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, Michael Matheson with an assist, uh, of course, mm-hmm. uh, in the hockey game as well uh, on, um, was it Josh Anderson's goal? Uh, no, Dvorak, pardon me. Yeah, He's the one yeah. who keeps it in. We talked about yeah. Anderson tonight. Uh, uh, Matheson tonight played a, a second shy of 26 minutes. He was
3: it, just asked. I think when, when Savard was out, he was asked to do everything. Yeah. So he was exposed. And then another one that's good and it, it was good every night is Ghouley. I Gouley does not use a minus one tonight, but yeah. he did a lot of good things. Gouley can play against anyone. So when you have, I would say a top three. With Madison, that he, he, he's, he's got big minutes because they had power plays, but you can take him off the ice against the first line all the time. You don't expose him as much as when Gouli was injured or when and Savard was injured. Madison can be pretty good, especially when you use him in, in offensive situations. So it's it's a pretty good top three group of defensemen there, especially when Barron plays that well, and he fits in as a, what, a number four or number five. Yeah.
1: The SIG podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. The sick podcast also brought to you in part by La Bitta TV brewed in Quebec. Whenever it does international awards, La Bitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV embrace your true nature. Also, we welcomed them a couple of weeks ago to the sick podcast and we continue to welcome them. Accent insurance solutions, a new partner over the last couple of weeks of the sick podcast. You, you know, all insurance isn't created equal and you know where to find the right solution for you, Accent Insurance. Accent doesn't sell insurance. They shop it for you. That's what they do to find the right product, right on the money, whatever your insurance needs, whether it's home, whether it's automobile, whether it's business. And uh, when I saw Accent's phone number, I immediately thought of my former colleague, Sergio Momeso, because, of course, number 36, and their number to call is 514-363-3636. I came across a stat, Michael Matheson, defensive giveaways. Unfortunately, he's not in a very nice category in the National Hockey League. Um, I think he's fifth or sixth in the entire league in defensive zone giveaways. I look at that without dissecting it. I look at that, and once again, I say, well, it's a guy who plays a heck of a lot of minutes on an average team. That's got to be one reason. In his zone, does he does he concern you to the point where you think he's a liability?
3: Yes, or I'm no? I'm more concerned about how the whole group plays and how much emphasis we put on it. I think we just let them go. Montreal they score the most goals by defensemen, unless it changed. It was that last week, and and they don't have a they don't have a Latang, they don't have a Carlson, they don't have a a Hughes, they don't have a McCarr they let them go. So if you let them go, you want them to join the rush. Sometimes they'll take chances and they'll join the rush a little bit too early. I think it's more of a, Martin likes to talk about team concept. I think a team concept is if we want to get some offense with an average group of forwards, we need our Ds involved. So he is prone to giveaways. You make more giveaways when you play a lot, when you take chances. When you play on a team that plays like Montreal has won some games, but they they've been trailing quite a bit this year. So when you need a goal, you need two goals. You take the goalie out, you take more chances, so you're prone to giveaways. Um, but you know it, it's not a stat you want to be uh, at the top of the league with. But it, it, to me, it's, it's when he has a good, tonight he has a good game. I think when he has a he has enough might, and you know, we ask too much of him, and he may be a little bit tired in there and back-to-back games, yeah. and it, it kind of exposed himself a little bit, but. Hey, it, it was it was a good trade. Montreal should be happy to have him around. And then when I say Evans should be around when yeah. – let's hope he's around when Montreal has a good team. I think Madison needs to be around because as much as I like the young players in the team, if Montreal wants to win a cup in three or four or five years, they'll need veteran help on the back end. And Madison, is a good player, a good citizen, a leader. He's well-liked in Montreal. He has things he needs to work on. He's a little bit exposed when Montreal doesn't do well. He's, you know, he's at the forefront because we go out, I guess we go after the older guys a little bit more because yeah. we want the young guys. We protect the young guys, but he's having a good year. He's, he's progressing because he wasn't that player when he was in in Florida or when he was in 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 uh, in Pittsburgh. I yeah. think it, with every night, every game, he's becoming a big, pl- a better player. But again. As the younger guys should be better with veteran players when Savard is in the lineup, I think Madison is a better player.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, my buddy JC has an opinion that um, not that the Canadians got it wrong with Matheson Mm -hmm. by giving him an A, but he thought that David Savard would have been more worthy of that A. Without getting into Uh that, because I I don't want to, you know, I, I would have no problem if David Savard had an A because he leaves it all on the ice. But I think Matheson's done yeah. a real good job of carrying that A on his jersey.
3: He has, and the, the leadership group is very. well, the, the captain is very young on that team, and Gallagher, and, and he's, he's a, you know, he has experience. But there's there's guys on a team. I'll, I'll bring that back. I'm, I'm sure there's people that are listening to us that know about junior hockey. I was in junior hockey for a long time. You don't need. You don't need to give an A or a C to an overage. He knows he's a leader anyway. You don't need to give Savard a letter. He knows he's a leader anyway. Yeah. So I'm sure they met with Savard here. Hey, does that bother you? Madison is from Montreal. You know, we traded for him. We want to give him a better role. We want him to do it. and he's probably maybe he earned it better than Savard. But if you had to pick between the two, probably Savard just understand. Hey, I don't need an A. I know who I am. I know what I what I mean to the team. And yeah. I'm gonna help Madison. I'm gonna help. Uh, Suzuki and in, in their leadership. So uh, he carries it well. He's, he's proud to play in Montreal. He, he makes some mistakes, like you said, but he, he gives it every night, night in, night out. He's going to give you everything he has. And when he doesn't do well, he knows and he wants to do yep. better. And he's proud to wear the jersey. Let's bring and up they,
1: the Montreal yeah. Canadiens lines, if we can, and Yellow Sammy, yeah. Juliana, and Master Control. It is the sick podcast, if we can. There we go. Suzuki with Slavkowski on his right and Caulfield on his left. Evans with Monaghan on his left and Josh Anderson on his right. Devorak with uh, Gallagher uh, and Armia. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I had said at one point it was Dvorak, Gallagher, and Anderson, but they chipped in on that, uh, on that goal. Stevens with Yulinen and Pizetta. On defense, Matheson, Savard, Gouli, and Barron, Struble, and Kovacevic with Jake Allen in goal. Let's bring up the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, lineup now if we can. Um, okay, so Scheifele with Ehlers on his left and Velardi on his right and uh, with Dylan and Pionk and uh, Hellebuck. Okay, that was the starting lineup and not their actual roster. But take a look at this, okay? Take a look at these players. Ehlers, Scheifele, Velarde yeah. that's Winnipeg's number one line. All right. Ehlers, Shifley and Velarde. Th- what I'm getting at is the Canadians Velarde scored a goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, less than a minute to go in period number two, but other than that, Shifley and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Ealers. Ehlers got himself an assist in 21 minutes. Shively got no points. That's a that's a heck of a hockey game for Nick Suzuki too.
3: Yeah, like Nick Suzuki
1: a- played a heck of a hockey game tonight. Like he gets one assist in the game, but he's fifty three point nine percent in the faceoff circle. He played
3: twenty three forty eight. That number one line is playing pretty well. Like Suzuki plays against top lines, plays on the PK, plays the power play. He's involved in all situations. Caulfield is your goal scorer, but he set up a. Set up a few chances, especially in the third, that where they you know that they could have, they could have scored there. And Savkozky is playing really well, honestly. Like we, we need to be patient. Yeah, uh, he, he's going somewhere. That kid is really, and the kid is going somewhere, right? He's he's only nineteen years old. So the, the top line can looking play like just a horse about,
1: right now, looking like a horse.
3: Yeah, and and uh, I'm everybody hopes it's going to turn out okay. Like yeah. honestly. He's got patience. He's got size. He's got he, he's skating well. He, he's the problem with the problem with the Montreal Canadiens right now is they don't really have other than Caulfield natural goal scorer because Slavkowski will become I hope so in due times a goal scorer and he's going to be a little bit selfish because you need to be selfish to be a goal scorer but he can move that puck around so if he had better players and whatever he plays with Caulfield that gets hot. I think he's going to get them to produce. Back to what you're saying, that's a very good first line for for the Winnipeg Jets, and that's why they've won so many games lately. But the first line did good. Suzuki's very responsible. I think he, 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 he brings that. Whoever plays with him wants to be responsible. Whoever plays with him, are they going to get as productive as we'd like the first line to be? Don't know. Not just yet. Yeah. But if you're gonna win game, hockey games two one and three two and four three and one nothing, Suzuki's a hell of a center that you can build around.
1: A shout out to Optimal Stretch Clinic. Whether you're an athlete looking to enhance your performance, a busy professional seeking relief from stress, or someone simply wanting to improve your overall well being. Optimal Stretch Clinic has got your back. Say goodbye to discomfort and hello to the new you. Don't settle for limitations. Stretch your way to a happier, healthier you located at 4710 St. Ambroise. Book your appointment uh, as soon as possible. All right. And I have to tell you, they've been taking care of me. At one point, they saw me hurting uh, my shoulder, my wrist. And I'm like, and they reached out to me and they said, hey, we want to give you a stretch. We want to give you a massage. (laughs) We want to take away your aches and pains, and we want you to feel better. And they really have done that. Mission accomplished for me and the rest of my family, of course. And Agnello Cavallaro, Master Control, is going to go by and see them quite possibly on Thursday afternoon. Check out Charlie and Sam. They run a great clinic. It's a one-stop shop. They have all the services that you're going to need. Unbelievable. Fascia Stretch Therapy or Fascial. Fascial. Fascia, I believe it's called. Anyway, they're the experts, not me. Check them out. Uh, We're going to get to your calls in about five or six minutes. So, Phil, I'll keep you for another five or six. Yep. And then we'll get to your calls. I'm going to give you the number already, folks, so you can jot it down. You can get ready. Maybe even jump on a line right away, and then yellow will get, make sure that you're going to be in the queue. At one triple eight five eight five 585 sick that's one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. 585 7425 No need to worry. It is a toll-free number. So I'm going to get to your calls in about five minutes' time. All right, okay. Uh, we just talked about the game that Nick Suzuki played yeah. going up against uh, the, the Shifley's of the world and, and, and really doing such a good job. Slavkowski, you said he's going places. We're going to get to him in a minute, yeah. but I want to, I want to touch on Caulfield because Marty yeah. St. Louis is not the first coach to say, I want to make the, you know, one player in particular, a much better all round player. And oh, a lot bad. of coaches have succeeded and taking a player under their wing and saying, I want to teach this player the 200-foot game. I want to teach this player to I play better defensively because if he does, he'll get the offense. But some players, Phil, sorry for this, but some players, yeah, they just, you can't change who they are because who they are is what makes them special. Are you at all worried about Marty saying wanting wanted to change Cole Caulfield's game?
3: What is Marty supposed to say? Marty is protecting Caulfield. Marty's telling defensemen, go. Don't, don't worry. You can make a turnover. Go on the offense. We want to play that way. We want to play offense. That's what we want to do. You think he's telling Cole Caulfield to block shots and to play defense, and he's watching. He's protecting him. Cole Caulfield is struggling right now. So Martin St-Louis goes to the media and says, hey, it's okay. We want him to play the better. Is, is Caulfield killing penalties? Is Caulfield on the ice at the end of games? Is Caulfield blocking He's He's not asked to do that. Martin Saint-Louis right now wants Cole Caulfield to score goals, to express himself, to respect a few concepts defensively. Right? Don't turn the puck over. Don't do, do, don't do a certain thing that you already know you're not going to do. But right now, Martin Saint-Louis is taking a little bit of the heat off Caulfield because we want Caulfield to succeed. We want him to score goals. He's got the pressure. Everybody loves him. We expect him to score 30. Well, we wish he would have scored 30, 40, 50 goals, and there was a lot of pressure. So there's Martin Saint-Louis, when he goes to the media and says, oh, we want him to play a 200-foot game, he's just taking a little bit of pressure off him. There's yeah. no way Martin sits there and watch tons of clip with him and saying, hey, stop and start, don't do that. Because he, he, he plays the game the right way. He, he back-checks, he stops and starts, He's not costing the team a lot defensively. He's not expected to be killing penalties, blocking shots, and be on the on the ice in the last minute with a one-goal lead. I think when Mar- Marty says that, it's just a, a, he's a smart guy, and, and he's been in that role where you need to produce. I think it's more of a coach protecting him, what he says, things like that. And he wants them to go. He wants everybody to go. Martin wants a fun he wants a, a team fun to watch that's going to score goals, that's going to respect a few principles defensively, but he's not ever going to turn it into a trap team or, or the New Jersey Devils of the 90s. He's going to let them express themselves. He won on, a, on an offensive team. So when I think Marty says things like that, it's just about protecting a young player that's struggling to score goals right now.
1: Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a really interesting point, um, Phil. No one's brought that up up until now, at least not that I've heard of, because everyone's saying, hey, you know what? Look, Caulfield, ever since they're trying to change his game, he's struggling, he's not putting up points. And you say, hold on a second. Is Caulfield on the penalty kill? The answer to that is no. Is Caulfield on the ice in the last minute of play if the Canadians are... Up by a goal, and well, I think he about... was on the
3: ice against the Islanders. Correct, yesterday. I'm
1: thinking about Coffield the game versus the Islanders. Slovkovsky yeah. was on the ice, Suzuki was on the ice, yeah. but Caulfield was not on the ice. Dvorak no. was on the ice, yeah. Mind you, also because you want two centermen on the ice in case yeah. one loses the draw, you have the other one. But why Slavkowski on the ice in the final minute, up by a goal, protecting a lead
3: because he's playing a well. not
1: a more experienced Caulfield because he's playing well, bigger, stronger harder to move
3: but yeah uh, and and where we there's no pressure on coalfield or on, on uh Slopkowski to score right now there will be he's a first overall pick but everybody everybody likes what he brings right now so there's not as much pressure he's gonna need to be on the ice with a big body smart guy good stick late in the game if he wants to be a, a live up to the expectation wow. of a number one pick and play 20 some minutes tonight but Cofield you never expected him to do that. He probably never did at the college level. I think it's just Martin being very protective of a young player, which is fine. Which in in and like Anderson, he like oh Anderson works when he goals comes, he come in bunches. When Caulfield starts to score again, they're gonna come in, in in bunches big time. So Martin wants to protect him, wants to be there for him. That that's that's my view on it. It's just protecting the player. Yeah. Which is a smart thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I I I hear you, and
1: um, yeah, that that's uh, that's something. So, and you know what, uh, Marty has protected some of his players, and he protected mm-hmm. Josh Anderson last week. It was on Thursday after yeah. practice, following uh, the loss versus the Penguins. That members yeah. of the media were saying, "Hey, Marty, is it time to take Josh Anderson yeah. out of the lineup?" And he said, "No, it's not time. To, we're not yeah. doing that with Josh Anderson." And you know what? He probably game one of his best games of the year while well, his most offensive. Yeah. Um, productive game of the season with two goals, of yeah. course. Okay, Slavkovsky. Uh, yep. Slavkovsky, I, I want to. He's not getting tagged anymore. Like he's got confidence. He's he's making plays. He's not getting rid of the puck for no reason. I mean, credit once again to Saint Louis because we were a lot that yeah. were doubting whether or not the best development was here or in Laval, and you know, Slavkovsky went from a guy who was getting rid of the puck and didn't have a lot of confidence and was losing some battles. to doing all of those things right, like that, overnight.
3: Well, about St. Louis and the assistant coaches. The assistant coaches spend a lot of time with players like that, and they do video. And and Slavkowski, with a big body, he's a smart player. He he did produce when he was at at the elite level as a 17, 18-year-old, whatever, in the Olympics. And he he was able to do well because he he had confidence, he had time, he had patience, and nobody – Nobody can take the puck away from him when he puts it in the right spot and he has the ability to pass it and he's got the skating. So, again, it's patience, pressure, 19-year-old moving to a new city, not knowing the language, getting better with the language, getting to, mm-hmm. to understand it. There's a lot of pressure in Montreal because, he, obviously, he seems to be a very good kid, very good person, and means well. But every, everything's going to come in due times. Everything's going to come with patience. Uh he can't teach talent, he has a talent. You can't you have size or you don't. Yeah. And he has the size, he has the talent. And uh I think that the they waited the right time to put on the first line. Uh he's doing good on the first line. We all wish that first line would produce a little bit more, but arguably, even though like I agree with you, Suzuki played well tonight, he's been the best player on that first line for a few weeks now because he can play in all situations, because he can because he can bring you a lot, because he wants to be involved physically. Uh, I, I like a lot of what and, – and I don't like to compare players, Yeah. but Joe Tartan was a number – first overall pick that didn't pan out in Boston. I'm sure they regret moving him for yeah. the following 20 years because he yeah. <laughs> just retired last year, I believe, so, or more than 20 yeah. years. and I think, was I'm think not, for, I'm not uh, saying he's going to get –
1: Wayne Primo and Marco Sturm, I think.
3: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it, Which was, it was a decent trade for both teams at the time, but 20 years later, I mean, I'm not saying Slav Gossi is going to get 15 1,600 points, but he has the abilities. If if Montreal, again, is going to be a good team, you need weapons. You need more than one weapon. And if Montreal gets to, to, to the Stanley Cup, they're going to need free agents. They're going to need good goaltending. Yeah. They don't have a Matthews. They don't have a McDavid. They're not never going to get that because they missed out on Connor Bedard. But they're going to have a, a very good group of solid players that just say like uh, maybe Tampa had or maybe more Chicago. You know, they were – it was a solid – there were some stars in the team. There was a solid, solid group of players. Uh, if Montreal is ever going to win, Sobkowski is going to be a big part of that and – I think, to me, if they're ever going to win, he's going to need to be the best forward. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. I want to be patient with him in my comments and everything, but I think he's going to need to be the best forward on the team if Montreal is ever going to win, and he has all the tools to do it.
1: Phil, great stuff as usual. Have a great night, uh, my man. You too much. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you. All, all right. right. There, thank you very much. There you have it. Philip Boucher, former NHLer. Experience the world renowned poker experience with free food and drinks at their cash game tables. Of course, I'm talking to you about Playground, the Bad Beat jackpot that is over half a million dollars, weekly promotions, daily tournaments, and unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else? That's what I keep on asking people. They're located just over the Mercy Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. It is Playground. And speaking of Playground, If you play poker, you know that every now and then you're going to have to call. Like, you can call me. You called? Next.
0: You called? called. Presented by Playground.
1: Would allow us to play music right about now, you know, because it would be the perfect opportunity to put on uh, um, Call Me. Remember that? Call Me? Yeah. That was uh, that would be perfect, would it not, right? So call me, uh, 1-888-585-6, Color me your color, baby. Color me your car. Color me your color, darling. I know who you are. Come up off your color chart. I know where you're coming from. Call me. All right, I'm going to stop it there. I think Blondie was a little better than I was. All right, uh, let's go uh, back to the phone lines we go. We got Jeff and Dorval. Jeff, what's going on? Jeff, we're on a seven-second delay. Turn off the volume whatever you're listening, wherever you're watching, off your smart television, yeah. whatever. What's going on, Jeff?
4: Uh, well, good and you. Uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good day. Uh, Canadians win. Uh, so we're, we're all good tonight. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, all depending on two points out of a play, out of a wild card spot, three points all depending on if you want to make sure you get in, of course, because uh, the Capitals have a couple, you know, three games in hand, but uh, hey, who would have thought? Uh, who would have thought yeah. 31 games in it's that the Montreal exactly. They would have thought, I guess, because this is what Gordon Hughes and St. Louis wanted, right? A team that was going to battle that is going to be in the mix right until the end. This is a very important road trip. Jeff, what did you think of tonight's yep. hockey game?
4: Yeah, honestly, the 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 thing I impressed me most about the have their defense, and they're they're like top three scoring right now. This has impressed me, and and we have Lane Hudson waiting for her for going to be what at the end of the season with yeah with his, uh, his college. Wow, yeah. we have a good defense now. We have got to straight on forward now. Yeah, if we got good forwards from now from now on, it could scores because we're less last, about less. Yeah. In the
1: yeah. By the way, do the you know, do the the Habs have Winnipeg's number or what? It just seems like every time they go to that building, they're extremely comfortable against the Winnipeg Jets. And uh that was uh Morantz who actually was a Morantz. No, it was Festivus who brought it up. And Bobby Design also says if the Habs can stay around 500, at least we'll have some meaningful games to watch past January this year because he's right about that. You know, I could tell you tank, 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 tank all I want because you know what, if you tank and you lose a lot of games, well, then you could end up getting, you know, a much lower pick in the draft or a much better pick in the draft, which, you know, you would hope is going to end up being a better player. But the one thing the media wants, the one thing the media wants is that you know, the Canadians play meaningful games as far into the season as possible because sometimes when you're not playing meaningful games, uh, meaningful games, some people detach. So we don't want them to detach. Yeah, but I know I don't have to worry about that because I have loyal listenership and loyal viewership here. It's a sick army. It's a sick community. Who is your favorite player in tonight's hockey game, my man, Jeff? Uh,
4: my, me, my two favorite players, on the Canadians, the... Is- it's Cole Cargill. I know he's in the slump right now. And Mike
1: Madison. He's from now. not family. your favorite players. Who was your favorite player in the game tonight?
4: Oh, tonight. Oh, Jesus. Madison on defense. He
1: he was good. On and
4: also on offense. He he w- was always. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was one of their best players tonight. Honestly, and Josh wow. Henderson. Last two games, uh, he impresses me. You. Well, most two games, but last week, he... he, Ever since the fight,
1: ever since the fight versus the Florida Panthers, he's been transformed. I think he now has what? I think it's four goals... And three assists, seven points, I believe, ever since that fight. Something like that. But hard to argue with your answers. Josh Anderson, a goal and an assist tonight. Michael Matheson, one assist. Played, what, uh, 26 or 27 minutes or whatever it was. Oh, set, One second shy of 26 minutes for Michael Matheson. He gets the assist on the Dvorak goal. He ends up getting tripped with uh, less than a minute to go in regulation, and the Canadians That's end great. up scoring the the overtime right, winner yeah. on the power play. Jeff, thank you so much, my man. You've been heard. That was Jeff and Dorval. Right. More calls at 1-888-585-611-888-585-7425. 7425 Stefan from Quebec City, give Anielo a yellow call if you haven't already, because I'd like to take down your coordinates because uh, I want to send you something because. You drove like 5 hours to come see us on Saturday night. I wish I could have spent all night with Stefan but unfortunately I had to like I was jumping from one person to the other. Sylvain is in Blainville. Sylvain, comment ça va? Uh, uh, ça va bien toi Tony? Moi ça va très bien merci Sylvain. Uh,
2: listen Tony, I mean uh, I love your podcast. I'm French Canadian. I uh, I'm living in Blainville but uh, I'm finding out myself uh, watching you all the time. I mean, I love your style. I love the way you bring the, the that sport. I think you're the best journalist, sported journalist, and in, uh, in, well, I'll say in Quebec or in Canada. But you're very passionate. It was very nice to see you. Uh, you know, uh, react to uh, <laughs> the draft. You were almost, almost dying. But I mean, uh, I love your podcast.
1: Yeah, merci beaucoup, Sylvain. Ça fait extrêmement plaisir. Puis, je suis content uh, quand quand j'ai décidé d'y aller uh, travailler en français, à la radio, à BPM Sport, puis à TVA Sport. Euh, je pensais que le monde me connaissait déjà, mais je savais que c'était une belle opportunité pour me faire connaître de beaucoup plus de monde. Et euh, depuis, ça a été extraordinaire. Il y a beaucoup plus de gens qui me connaissent aujourd'hui. Euh, ça a été bon pour moi, ça a été bon pour mon podcast. vois-tu. Comme tu viens de mentionner, tu me connaissais pas vraiment avant, Là, tu as appris à me connaître. Là, tu es 'es tombé sur mon podcast. Là, tu regardes mon podcast. Là, tu m'appelles, tu me parles en anglais. Moi, je je te réponds en français. Tu me montres du respect. respect.
2: a uh, Quebecois should be. I mean, uh, you're the type. I mean, you're you're here. You speak the three languages. Sometimes you interact in in in, in uh, Italian. I have my family is Fury. Okay, my uh, my my family. And when you say Musito and all those things, I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about. What does it mean, Musito or mm-hmm. all these things? You're what it is, man. You understand. I mean, you know it. it you, you speak all the languages. This is great. And you're passionate. You're uh, you're loving hockey. I mean, uh, I love your podcast. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: It's pleasure. tell me your thoughts on the game. Your thoughts.
2: Okay. I'm my favorite player tonight, uh, Tony, is uh, Anderson by far. Uh, but the last 10 games... You slavkovsky Slavkowski. I don't understand. I mean, all the, you know, the the denigrants of Slavkowski, he should go back. We were listening to André Tourigny saying it's not a league of, you have to, uh, you know, it's not a, uh, what do you call the, that? The the development league. league. It is. Stop it. Where do you want Uri slavkovsky Slavkowski? Do you want it in Laval? Losing eight games in a row? Uh, with uh, Monsieur Hull, and I love Monsieur Hull, okay, or with Martin and all the guys, this is the place to be, and this guy is carrying the trio. I'm forgetting because look at this, uh, Suzuki and also uh, Caulfield, they're playing good, but the guy that is the pillar at the moment, it's Yurai. Yurai is playing very well. well. I think we should take no, maybe two minutes uh, out of uh, the time for uh, Suzuki, out of the PK because this guy needs all his because he's not a speedster and he should be playing less on the PK I think so the rest it's all their calls but my opinion is less PK give that
1: to other guys and you know reduce his time a little bit and that's what I think Sylvain va dire quelque chose là Ce qu'André Tourigny a dit, là c'est pas le seul à dire ça. La Ligue nationale, c'est pas une Ligue de développement. Tu fais le développement dans la Ligue américaine. Mais je pense qu'avec la, la venue de Martin Saint-Louis et je pense le projet de Kent Hughes et Jeff Gorton, ils ont amené à Nicholas pour le département de développement. Ils ont une belle équipe de développement. Je pense que les Canadiens sont un peu, tranquillement, sont en train de changer la donne dans la Ligue nationale. Tranquillement, ils sont en Mais... train de montrer aux gens que tu peux développer même dans l'année nationale. Mais là aussi, ça dépend quel joueur, puis c'est sur quoi tu dois t'améliorer. Je te donne un exemple. Dans ça, le cas d'Hurbert Jack, Jack High, là, un gars avec un talent limité comparativement à Slavkowski, avec un plafond plus bas que Slavkowski, évidemment, eux autres, ils ont dit, pour toi, il faut que tu t'en vas à Laval. Pour un gars comme Slavkowski, ils se sont dit, Ça c'est un premier choix au repêchage. C'est un gars que nous on pense là pour être un joueur de concession à un moment donné. Nous on aimerait travailler avec lui ici à Montréal et on aimerait qu'il s'entraîne avec des joueurs de la ligue nationale à tous les jours pour certains. Ils se sont dit "et hey, je sais pas comment ça va fonctionner là parce que le gars, il va avoir un chute de confiance." Moi aussi j'étais parmi ceux qui ont dit Pas de le le, le laisser aller à Laval. Moi, j'ai dit ça. Moi, j'ai dit. J'ai peur. Moi, j'ai dit. Moi, j'ai dit. dit, J'ai peur pour sa confiance à un moment donné. Mais j'ai dit. Avant de l'envoyer à Laval, j'aimerais le voir avec Suzuki puis Caulfield pour un échantillon de 10 matchs. Put him with Suzuki and Caulfield for 10 games. Let's see with better players if he can take his game because sometimes. If you're not producing, it's not that you're no good. Sometimes it's a question of who you're playing with. And when you play with better players, you will end up playing better. So I said, put him with those guys for 10 games, and let's see what happens. And if he can't pick up points, if he can't show well in those games, then at that point, we could send him to Laval. Once we know, we've exhausted all avenues. But you're right. Je dois dire chapeau à Martin Saint-Louis et à son staff. Parce qu'ils sont en train d'accomplir avec Slavkowski ce qu'ils voulaient accomplir. C'est de le développer et de voir une progression tranquillement pas vite à tous les jours. Moi, je suis en train de voir la lumière au bout du tunnel là, avec Slavkowski. Là. Puis si ça continue de oh, oh, même, là, oh. Slavkowski, là, c'est... Slavkowski, c'est un cheval. Là. It is. I think he's going to go
2: around 50, 75 points per year. He's going to be a pillar. He, who's going to win battles on the boards against that guy? He's turning his back. He's like, uh, he was too polite uh, last year. And he doesn't have a 82 game. In his uh, experience, he's only had like what, uh, even 50 games, uh, 59, uh, 60 games? Yeah. Imagine 82 games, 22, 23 years old, this guy's going to be a machine. No, I, I really like him. And if he would have stayed in uh, Finland or the other place, he would have dominated by his physique. And this is exactly what the Canadian wanted to to break. He has to dominate with other things. He was uh, playing with one hand and stuff like that. He, he's progressing like incredible. Well, this guy is a. Uh, for me, I'm talking about this guy. You could see also he had a, an interview at RDS at the other place, yeah. and they were amazed by the way he was candid. He was, uh, you yeah. know,
1: this guy will be loved by the fan in the future. Oh, uh, wait the three, four more years when he fills out into his body the way, hopefully better than the way I have. Hey, uh, mon ami, en in ending, I want to ask you something. You're encouraged, Aboslav Koski. Are you at all worried about Cole Caulfield? You heard what Philip Boucher had to say. Philip doesn't buy the whole notion that St. Louis is working to make um, Caulf- uh, Caulfield a 200-foot player. He doesn't buy that they're trying to improve Caulfield's game to make him play an overall better game. Philip Boucher believes Caulfield is struggling, point à la ligne, and Marty St. Louis is defending him by telling the media that he's working with Caulfield to make him play a more complete game. What do you think about that? what, toi? Uh-oh.
2: What do I think is he's not asking for a 200-feet uh, uh, game. He's asking, give me my part and I'll give you, you know, meet me in middle. And if he does that and he, he does a very good uh, breakout and he's doing well, he's going on the boards, he is struggling. He is right. He was using. Uh, he, he was used to, you know, to faint a little bit and then shooting. He's not doing that anymore. He he shoots and he doesn't move. Now he's trying to to dig a little bit and then to make. You can see a is a pattern when it's a uh, three against three. He he arrives. He, he turn and then he digs and then he shoots. He's not doing that anymore. And one thing that this is important that I found out. And Jeff reed was killing. Is option of the one timer. Right. Madison is doing the same thing. Check that, Tony. Okay. Whenever the D is closing the gap and going towards the center of the of the net, right. there's no more angle. Go look skin one timer. Right. Look, is one timer, and they're far away on the right. Okay, he is righty. Okay, uh, feel They need to make the pass. Farther away. When you close the gap in the middle, it doesn't well, have an angle. It's all. It's very difficult at this angle to make a one timer. They should pass. They should attract everybody on the right and then do a a pass to Cofield. And Cofield should be a little bit inside the dock, just a little
1: bit. I agree with you 100%, parce que chose là. Là, y a hundred percent, because But zik chose Cofield la. Y'a un tir précis. Mais c'est pas un tir ouais. puissant, par exemple. C'est, c'est pas que c'est pas puissant, mais c'est pas un tir à la Ovechkin. Là. C'est pas un tir à la Bret Hall. Là. C'est, pas, c'est, c'est pas ça. Donc, Caulfield, il doit s'approcher un peu pour marquer des buts avec ses tirs de précision parce qu'il n'y a pas la force que ces gars-là y ont eu sur leur tir. Et depuis la blessure, puis depuis la chirurgie, moi, je pense, puis je n'ai pas le data pour le confirmer, mais selon moi, d'après ce que je vois avec mes yeux, Je pense qu'il a perdu quelque chose sur son lancer là. Je pense qu'il a perdu un peu quelque chose.
2: But I'm telling you, if they're not attracting all the four guys in the PK yeah. on the right side, he's not having he's not closer,
1: uh, close enough. No. You need to get a little bit inside of the dot. Yes, and you need to have another player who can score goals. So now all of a sudden your power play is less there predictable, right? Not everyone's keying in on Clawfield if they know that there's another Caulfield on the other wing. Sylvain, I very much appreciated this phone call. I thank you so much for the kind words. And I hope that all the uh, the, the Francophones watching tonight, they'll be encouraged to give me a call because this is not a sh- just because the show is mostly in English. It doesn't mean it has to be all English. I want it to be inclusive to everyone. I want it to be inclusive to Montreal Canadiens fans all over the world and even non-Montreal Canadiens fans, but hockey fans, those who have a passion for the game to call in. And if you want to speak in French, I'll speak in French. You want to speak in English, I'll speak in English. So me voy a in italiano, ti parlo in italiano. Uh, and and uh, and uh, something
2: beautiful, Tony. You represent what's uh, the, the reality of Montreal, of the Quebec at the moment. And you. I love you for that. This is who we are as Quebecers. We're proud of that, and we're proud to be Canadian. Thank you, Tony, for being with Merci beaucoup,
1: want. Sylvain. This guy sounds like an amazing guy. I need to meet this gentleman. As a matter of fact, Sylvain, yep. Sylvain, if you can, stay on uh, with Agnello while I break away here, uh, because if, at any point, if you'd like to meet up, I'd love to take you for a coffee or for lunch one day. Uh, because I'd love to get to meet you. If that's, a, you know, if you'd, if you'd like. We'll oh, absolutely. take your number. Absolutely. I and mean, I'll, uh, yeah, don't worry. I have three you. kids. I have a son that played hockey, like uh, Junior A, uh, for uh, nice. uh, for a long time. Uh, I know my hockey, and also I'm a passionate like you. Good for you. Why don't you do this? We're going to break away now, and then you can call back, one triple eight i will tell yellow to get your coordinates, and you and I will meet at one point, whether it's coffee or lunch or whatever it is. Uh, we'll meet, and we'll make Agnello pay even better. This way, everyone's happy, except for Agnello, of course. Hey. Grazie mille. Tony. Okay, grazie mille, says grazie a te. Thank you very much, Sylvain. There you have it. Marinero, once again, I hope you enjoyed the Sick podcast. Man, what a show. Great people. I absolutely love it. Sick podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider, once again, serving all of North America, driven to be different. Also brought to you by the TB. Uh, offering quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Playground, I had a chance to see it. You had a chance to see it on Saturday night. It's unbelievable. But the bad beat jackpots over half a million dollars, and the promotions, and the giveaways, and the tournaments, and unmatched customer service. And now you have to see it. Oh my god, the new, expanded, newly renovated, revamped playground. It's incredible. Accent Insurance Solutions, your one stop shop for insurance, whether it be home, automobile, or business. Once again, I'll give you their number 514-363-3636. And check out optimalstretchclinic.com on Instagram, in Point St. Charles, on St. Ambroise. And if you end up going on Wednesday or Thursday, there's probably a good chance that you're going to see me there because, uh, you know, the family has a couple of appointments scheduled. You should too, by the way. You're going to feel like a brand new person. For Sammy and Juliana at Master Control, the Montreal Canadiens win by a score of 3-2 to in overtime and uh, surprising a lot of people in the process because not too many people gave the Montreal Canadiens a chance going into tonight's game, but I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I'm not going to say that Winnipeg is overrated because they're a good team, but obviously they're hurting with the loss of Kyle Connor. I will tell you they're overrated. They're overrated! Winnipeg's overrated. The Canadians get goals, of course, by Josh Anderson, Christian Dvorak, and Justin Barron seals the deal on a power play in overtime. The Canadians win by a score of 3-2. to two. The Canadians' next game is going to be on Thursday night when they visit the Wild in Minnesota. But between now and then, don't worry about it, Marinaro the Sick Pocket. One second, let's bring up the schedule one more time. We brought it up early in the show. One more time, let's bring up the schedule. There you have it. So they got the Wild on Thursday night. It's an 8 o'clock start, which means, folks, the game is probably going to end at around, let's just say, 10.40, 10.45 or so. We're going to join you at 10.45, all right? So we'll make the game end, and then um, I would imagine we're going to do the same thing on Friday night after the Chicago game, which probably will be, give or take, just past 11 p.m. In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place, at 10 p.m., Mike Johnson is going to be one of the guests. Maybe a second guest we'll, a second guest we'll see tomorrow. But Mike Johnson, uh, absolutely for sure. Franiello, Sammy, Juliana, and Master Control, thank you so much for all your help because you're a big part of it because without you pressing all the buttons and doing everything in the background, I can't do what I do. I hope all of you enjoyed it you did like it share with your friends comment sick s-i-c-k 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 leave us a five-star review if you can on apple it's our way of feeling the love i'm marinero tell your friends about it i speak english je parle français Io parlo italiano sylvain i love you you made my night telling me those things beautiful things you know what it always feels good when you hear people tell you that they appreciate your work because lord knows We get a lot of messages and emails from people telling us when they don't like our work. So thank you, Sylvain. Thank you, all of you. Have a great night. Back tomorrow. Guess what? I'm going to surprise you. I'm going on the treadmill. Ciao.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook google play and apple podcasts the sick podcast is brought to you by energy transportation group driven to be different la embrace your true nature and playground your premier gaming destination